0: This is Ciaran Warner. You may know me as the Cult Hunter, and you are listening to Frankie Files. The cults are out there. Cults, coercion, and sexuality in society. These are the topics for the Frankie Files. I'm Frankie Tees, your host, and I'll continue to focus on my own family story as well as news and recovery info for those who've survived especially the adult children of Colts. New each Tuesday. See FrankieFilesPodcast.com for more. Welcome to Episode 76 of Frankie Files Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Tease. In episode 13, I had discussed a while back, that's season one, sleep deprivation in cults. I always planned to revisit this deprivation thing to do the food deprivation part of it, but had gotten pretty distracted and now I'm looping back around to get to it on my checklist. In cults, we are often healthy upon entry, indoctrinated in, recruited, or born in. And I want to say that this stuff applies to any situation where you're in a high demand group. When you're answering to a dictator, master, squad leader, etc., in that existential moment, you have to be as one in the group for your survival, that group situation. The most important thing is the transcendental goal of the group that you were presented to get you involved in the first place. Often the goal of the group is completely unattainable and members are told they have to work selflessly to attain it even if it doesn't happen in this lifetime. That and the fact that we are told the world's going to end any minute is the perfect recipe to become deprived. Under duress, the members of the group eat, sleep, mate, and leisure when told, and no other time. This high control situation makes us live abnormally. Often, we're in a hypermanic state which clouds our judgment and ability to make sense of life around us. We put off everything, procrastinate, we act as a relay to get things done in a group, always just a cog in a wheel, part of the functioning religious or other group. Recently, there was a documentary about the Way Down program, something the leader Gwen Shamblin Lara did as a spinoff from Remnant Fellowship, a Christian group led by Lara. The Netflix series revealed extreme starvation and deprivation diets, And many have participated in the programs, as the trailer you can see on imdb.com shows. Food deprivation is one of the common things that leaders sell us. I went through that in my cult when I was um, in my teens, where we were only to eat the blessed food that was donated to the temple. Anything else was considered unpure, and people just dropped 20 to 40 pounds all around me, myself included, until we were gaunt. Cheeks all around. It was wild. Your head really loses focus when you get that hungry. I can attest to that. And I wasn't necessarily afraid, but I was afraid to break ranks, so I complied. Sneaking wasn't allowed, because we know that our master was all-seeing but now I realize she had us all spying on each other in all matters, and that's how she was all seeing. Another famous cult displaying the food deprivation recently is Nexium. There are incidents we heard from Tabitha Chapman, where she was told to eat a limited amount of calories per day to really lose a bunch of her baby fat in the 20s, and when she ate too many calories, they made her cut it down the next day. Completely cutting her off from the balance in calories and blood sugar. An incredibly bad choice, and thank goodness she got out of there. Whether a male leader wants their members skinny or a leader has decided it's to enable you to have visions from above, as in fasting, food deprivation changes the way we process information. In the episode I did on sleep deprivation, it was pretty shocking because it can lead quite quickly to deadly disease when not addressed. Food deprivation may not prove as detrimental as quickly as sleep deprivation, but it's not good. You're listening to the Frankie Files, frankiefilespodcast.com. I checked out weekend.com an article written by August McLaughlin on November 2018. So McLaughlin explores the various effects of lack of food. In this brief article, and this section about brain fog really stood out because we have all had that. They say brain fog, depriving your body of food, can also disrupt blood sugar. In a study published on metabolism in 2007, normal weight, healthy adults either consumed one meal or three meals per day over two eight-week periods. Researchers found that eating one meal per day caused blood sugar imbalances, including elevated morning blood sugar levels, while eating three meals per day did not. Blood sugar imbalances can cause a host of bothersome effects, including mood swings, headaches, trembling, sweating, and fatigue. Thinking well requires eating well, and not just once in a while. So, a comment there. Colts never want us to think straight. I think I get it. To continue, while meeting your nutrient needs through food alone is highly feasible, if you eat regularly, eating too little makes maintaining proper levels difficult. People who skip breakfast are likely to miss out on vitamin C and D, iron, calcium, and fiber according to Columbia University. If you have a lot of other things working in a high control group, I now see that food deprivation could be that last straw where you give up, surrender, and lose control. I know I experienced a lot of floating during those months and lack of attention span, spacing out and barely wherever I was. Yeah, there's scientific names for that. I know. <laughs> You cold kids, I know you have gone through this early in life, some of you. I spoke with Sara Tazneem, who grew up in a Sufi cult family, and her father would lock her in a basement for weeks without food. Her punishment was put upon her because she reminded her dad of her mother who left him and the group. Now that mom was the devil, the daughter was demonized by dad and severely punished though she had done nothing and was extremely young. Though I don't know the details of this event further, I know the premise in practice is just wrong. The National Health simplifies it as you need energy from calories for your body to work properly. Your body uses this energy to function properly. An average man needs 2,500 calories a day, and an average woman needs 2,000 calories per day. Find your body mass. Index and suggested weight at nhs.uk. Requirements may vary based upon your age, height, weight, and how much you exercise. Notice cult survivors, none of those say your calorie intake should be based upon how good you were yesterday, or if you kept your vows, or if you were perfect or devout enough. Nope, no matter what, the body needs those calories. USNews.com states, these are symptoms your blood sugar may be high. Fatigue, blurry vision, headache, lightheadedness, increased appetite. Kind of ironic there. So then the food deprivation takes a time to show up, but when it does, it can show up as high blood sugar leading to cardiovascular disease, sexual dysfunction, cognitive decline, bone and joint problems, kidney disease, depression, vision problems, and digestive issues. Blood reaches and influences everything in your body, says Dr. Craig Primack of Obesity Medicine Association. What to do? U.S. News News continues with, moderate intensity aerobic exercise for 150 minutes a week. Lose extra weight. Get up every 30 minutes to avoid sitting long periods. Increase fish, fiber, fruit, whole grain, leafy vegetables, nuts, and natural oils. The thing is that in colts, none of that matters because the real goal of colts is get them in, take all they have, and move to the next. There was never any chance with us in the cult about improving fresh foods, curbing salt and sugar in excess. Exercise, all motion and energy went to the master. The garage sales, the events and fundraisers, the health of the individual in the congregation didn't matter at all. You're listening to the Frankie Files, frankiefilespodcast.com. It's like when I read Uncultured and interviewed Daniela Mastanek Young, and they starved the members of Children of God in that house. Then they went out begging for change and cash, sent that to the main location of the leader of Children of God over at Big House in Texas. They were in Venezuela, and then they went and got food donations from stores and such for members of the house to eat. Each house had several families. They kept what food wasn't too rotten and gave out the semi rotten food to those in even more disparity than them. And they also recruited. No waste. (laughs) I bring this up because this is exactly the type of abuse that high demand groups and cults get away with because no one, not anyone, not ever, is checking to see if people are being starved in a cult not ever. That's okay with authorities. It's their religious beliefs to starve. Ripping one from a few months ago's headline, 318 people in the area are dead, according to Business Insider, at a starvation cult in Kenya. But the leader, Paul Nethinge McKenzie, has not faced any former charges, only questions about several dead members. His version of the Christian doctrine teaches belief of starving to get to God, and they do it. The point is, no matter what, the individual members can die. No problem to a cult leader or religious group, because they've usually lost their damn minds. Especially in a religious cult, which many are in, when people are manipulated to go against their own safety and well-being, society should step in. But that isn't what happens. And this is real stuff. Town leaders, police, and other institutions of the local and federal government seem to practice an idea that these groups should take care of themselves in some type of lawless, hands-off policy. Sleep deprivation has shown itself as a serious problem. Many religions fast in excess in many different groups. It's quite simple. If you want to tamper with your blood sugar, the very thing that if it goes out of balance may take your own life. If you are a leader who's okay doing that, then you're really sticking with the type of dictators through time that cost lives and health of their members. Take a priority to take care of yourself, cult survivors, cult kids. Make yourself do these things on a checklist if needed, We're not well-regulated cult kids due to the fact that these things weren't allowed. It was group over person. Those who attended high-demand groups as adults may have also experienced it in some manner. The fact is, those who want to control what you eat, who you mate, what you think, and your entire life most likely in all cases, I have seen in life do not have our best interest in mind. Take control and enjoy life by eating small amounts more often than large portions. Treat your body with the love it deserves because it's okay to love yourself and treat you with a little respect. If you don't, who will? Thanks for listening and sharing and rating. Frankie Files podcast on Apple and Spotify. I appreciate it. If you could take a moment to leave a review on those apps, that's great too. For further details, check out frankietees.substack.com. hashtag Occupy Cults. Occupy Cults certainly speaks for itself. It's time that we get the word out about the damage these cults do financially, emotionally, psychologically, sexually, generationally, and that's part of what prompted me to begin speaking out. The hashtag Occupy Cults should be placed on anything you want the awareness raised on and to disseminate this information even more widely than it is now so check out the hashtag OccupyCults. Wear it on a t-shirt, chalk it on the neighborhood, get the word out. OccupyCults means just that pay attention to what's going on. Those survivors who are trying to speak out need your support so thanks for listening and uh, check out OccupyCults, the hashtag.